Gwendolyn, Jane, Mary, darling, Carlyle, Grandma whispered, putting down her teacup with trembling fingers. You are Wendy, darling, returned to life. For her seventh birthday, Gwendolyn had come to breakfast wearing a white dress trimmed with eyelet lace. Fetch the scrapbook from my lower bureau drawer, dear, Grandma said. I want to see. Gwendolyn returned with a leather scrapbook begun a century before. She set the book on the table and opened it to the middle, where a girl in a lacy white pinafore stared out at them. Indeed, the two girls looked very alike, heart-shaped faces, level eyebrows, and serious brown eyes that were trained on something beyond, something unseen by anyone else. In Gwendolyn's case, she was picturing a five-inch fairy flying over the orange juice pitcher, trailing sparkles of fairy dust. Gwendolyn inhaled the tiger lily perfume her grandmother always wore. If I go to Neverland too, she thought, let me meet fairies. As she blew out her birthday candles, she squeezed her eyes tight and wished, Peter, come. You see, when he remembered, Peter Pan visited the house at number 14 and brought the latest daughter back to Neverland to do the spring cleaning for him and the lost boys. Peter, who was quite behind the times, hadn't yet learned that girls knew boys could clean very well for themselves at any time of year. She opened her eyes and saw her father unfastening the silver chain that always hung around her mother's neck. The kiss, Gwendolyn hiccuped, as she often did when she was excited or distressed. You're old enough now. She held her breath as the chain went around her. I'll take the best care of it. Of course, it wasn't an actual kiss, but an old button made from an acorn. Ignorant Peter had believed it to be a kiss. He'd given it to Wendy soon after they met in the nursery, now Gwendolyn's bedroom. Years later, Wendy's daughter had had the button cast in silver. Father said, Every darling girl has worn the kiss. He blew his nose. That night, after Gwendolyn's mother read her a fairy tale, Gwendolyn stayed awake as long as she could, in case Peter came. The next night, again, no Peter, but the kiss felt warm through her fairy print pyjama top. The yellow curtains stirred in a breeze. The window was never completely shut, even in winter, so Peter might enter. Gwendolyn closed her eyes and heard the roar of surf, although the harbour was almost half a mile away. Had he come? Her eyes popped open. No dark silhouette obscured the window. No breath of boy disturbed the air. Only the click of heels against pavement in the street below broke the silence. She closed her eyes again and heard cooing and saw on a nest in a hawthorn tree a dove with glistening white feathers. Am I dreaming? Gwendolyn wondered. The dream or vision drew closer. Gwendolyn saw the dove's extraordinary eyes, which were surely filled with feelings and thoughts. Her throat pulsed with the force of her cooing. Mother Dove! someone cried. The voice was breathy, with a ripple of laughter under the words. A glowing figure flew toward the dove, staggering in the air, her arms around a pie almost too big for her to carry. 
A fairy? Excitement brought on Gwendolyn's hiccups. She'd imagined fairies for so long. Stay in sight, she thought. Please stay. The fairy had a tipped-up nose, blue eyes, and red hair tied back in a short braid. She deposited the pie on the nest below Mother Dove's beak. Dulcie and Tink claim this is the best peach blueberry pie ever baked. <laughs>